Do you love real estate? Do you cherish the thought of being an entrepreneur? Do you firmly believe that investing is the key to building generational wealth for your family's 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 family for years to come, but you can't stand the fact of every guru out there is so boring and has no pizzazz? Well, welcome to the lighter side of real estate, investing, and entrepreneurship with myself, Tyler Winder. Let's dive in, let's have some fun, let's learn some stuff, and let's build a better tomorrow. Let's go! Yes, haha, we have made it to another episode of The Lighter Side of Real Estate, Investing, and Entrepreneurship with myself, Tyler Winder, and of course, the gorgeous, I can't live without you, Audrey. Say a few words to the camera. Actually, we actually have a camera now, but say a few words to the listeners. I'm not going to broadcast this because this took way too long to get the camera focused on myself, but say a few words and we'll kick off today's episode. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Thank you for saying what you did. My listeners, I know you heard, to the camera people, I know you guys heard as well, but thank you, Audrey, very insightful and such a great message to kind of start today's episode. So what I want to talk about, this is a little bit off topic, but I promise you I'm going to bring it back in. So I am not your father. (laughs) So story behind this, I'm playing blackjack on New Year's Eve and this kid comes up. I call him a kid, 21 years old, and he comes and sits down next. He goes, hey, I'm not going to play, I just want to learn. It's like, okay, sit down next to me. I'll teach you everything I know. You know, we'll play together. And, you know, if we can learn a few things, you know, along the way, you'll be all good. So I'm playing and he gets up and he comes back a few minutes later and goes, I caused some problems. Like, oh boy, what'd you do? And he goes, well, I accidentally walked into one of the waitresses. She spilled her drink. And then I accidentally walked into an exclusive area specifically for the dealers, um, dealers and servers. So... A few minutes later, security comes up behind me, grab the kid, and he goes, hey, if anyone asks any questions, you're my dad. I'm your dad? How old do you think I am? Look, I know my hairline is sprinting away from my face, and now for the viewers who are actually watching and not just listening as well, you can see that my hairline is literally sprinting away from my forehead. But I'm your dad? Ugh. Seriously, say I'm your big brother, say I'm your uncle and our parents had, you know, you when they were too old and I was too young, whatever you want to make up with a family tree, but I'm your father? Yeah, you know what? You got it. You were, we we created you when I was seven years old, nine years old, 12 years old. Like seriously, how far do you want to take this? So no, sir, kid, I am not your father. Long story short, security came and yelled at him and he apologized and came back. The kid was sloshed, but I never agreed to be his father that night. So where do I want to take this random message today? If you have a father, let's just give a hypothetical situation that your father has gifted you a house. Thank you, father. Great Christmas present. I'm going to give you a house. Let's say you're gifted a house throughout some fortune or misfortune or whatever happens. You have this house sitting there and you don't know what to do with it. You can sell it, recoup the money, the the equity that's there. You can rent it. You can renovate it. What do you want to do? Well, let's give the hypothetical about what you can and can't do to maximize the value of this house. Now, to do this, I'm going to do a little switcheroo. Let's go to the whiteboard. If you're watching, that is how I get to the whiteboard. So, You're gifted your father's house and you want to know what to do with it. 
Hopefully I didn't have anything embarrassing on the whiteboard that I just erased, but let's see. Anyway, so let's say you're gifted this house for $500,000 and he only owed $100,000 left. So you're essentially given this house with $400,000 worth of equity and you want to know what do you do to maximize this 400K. The house is in a little bit of disrepair, for example, and you know you can renovate it and sell it and make a little bit more money, but you know that this neighborhood is really only gonna sell if this house is renovated for 650 grand and it needs electrical, plumbing, cosmetics, HVAC, you know it's gonna cost 100 grand. So you could put in $100,000 to this house that you have 400,000 of equity with, that's worth $500,000 right now. If you put in 100 grand, you're gonna be at 600 for a house that's worth 650. If you sell, you have commissions, 5%, so 1065, 32,5, $32,500 is what you'll pay in commissions, which after you sell it for 650, after tax stamps, you're really only gonna be left with maybe 15 grand, probably a little bit less, maybe 14 grand. Put in $100,000 to a house you were just gifted for to sell for 650, you make 14 grand, 14% on the 100K you put in. To be honest, it's not worth it. What I would have done, even if you take a little bit of a haircut because you're gonna sell it to an investor, I would 1,000% sell this house as is for 500K. You get approximately 400 grand into your pocket. And then what I would do with that 400 grand is one of two things. I would A, go buy an investment property between four and 10 units, depending on what you can get, because at that point you can leverage the 400,000 that you just recouped and you can purchase something at 80% value. So 400 grand times essentially five, 400, 800, 160. You can buy essentially a $2 million property for 400 grand. So eight, 12, four units, wherever you want to be, depending on where you market. Maximize this. You have $2 million that you can get basically from the bank to go buy an investment property for the 400 grand that you were just gifted. So if you've watched past videos, you know right off the bat your monthly nut on a $2 million, or it's actually gonna be about $1.6 million note from the bank, is going to be approximately $8,000 monthly before taxes, insurance. Yeah, before taxes, insurance. So principal and interest, you can assume you're about 8,000 bucks. So what you need to look for is buying a property for 2 million bucks that is going to bring in more then $8,000 monthly. Again, taxes, insurance, tackle all that in. So you realistically should be looking, okay, I need to make 10 grand a month to break even. Tenants will pay to live in this property. So that property is basically paying for itself for an appreciating asset that you bought for 2 million bucks. In 30 years, the house is paid off or the property is paid off. You have a property that you bought for 2 million bucks, 
paid in clear on an appreciating asset that's going to be worth a lot more in 30 years than the 2 million bucks. So that's option A. Option B, let's say you love this house so much and you know what? You're like, I don't want to sell. But what are your options? So you have $400,000 of equity right now. What you can do and what I would do if I want to hold on to this house is do a cash out refinance at 80% of the value. So the bank is basically going to give me a loan for 400 grand. And remember, you only owe 100 on it. So you're going to get basically a check for $300,000. You're going to refinance the property with a $400,000 note. You have $100,000 remaining in that property because again, it's valued at 500 grand. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, how much is the monthly expense going to be? Remember, for $1 million at 20%, you can assume you're paying $4,000 in principal and interest. So divide that by two, you know your monthly mortgage to carry this is gonna be about 2,000 bucks before taxes and insurance. So find a tenant who is going to pay more than $2,000 a month to live in the house that you just got so you're not paying anything monthly. The tenants are paying for you. Again, in 30 years, you have the house paid out in clear and it's an appreciating asset, so it's gonna be worth obviously a lot more in 30 years. But you also got a check for $300,000. So you own the house, you have tenants paying over $2,000, so your base, that house is basically going to be taken care of. But I have a check for $300,000. Now we go back and do options one or two. Option one, multiply it by five, you can purchase a 1.5 million dollar property with the $300,000 check the bank just gave you, and again, what's the monthly expenses, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, and make sure that you can buy a property for 1.5 and the tenants who will be there are going to be paying enough to cover the monthly mortgage. You have that 30 years down the road, it's paid and clear, you're all set. Option B, or no, you can always do combinations of these, but option B, go buy a value add property, let's say a fix and flip, if you go conventionally, you need to bring 25% down of the acquisition to acquire this property. So your $300,000 check you just got, you can purchase a $1.2 million property to do renovations to. Again, 25% down, the bank will take care of 100% of the construction budget to renovate this property. Let's say it's going to cost 800,000 to renovate and you can sell this for 2.7 million. After commissions, interest, carry, tax stamps, you name it, you know there's about let's say 1.2 800, maybe your 2.2 million all in, sell for 2.7, you have another $500,000 of potential profit based on getting the check for 300 grand, 
you're nearly doubling 1.66 times your money in however long that property did. So that scenario, you held on to your house that you were just gifted. And then you took the cash that the bank gave you and maximized the capital to either buy a fix and flip or renovation or value add property short term and double capitalize on the capital that you have or buy another existing asset for 1.5 million that the tenants will be paying the mortgage every month and in 30 years you have a property paid out and clear and you've been making money every month till then on an appreciating asset. So I know it's a lot, I know it's a lot of different bingo, 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 bongos, but hopefully you're starting to see the best ways to maximize the capital that you have with the situation that you are given. Every situation is different, your needs may be different, but as long as you know what you can and can't do and what the bank can do for you, if you know what the bank can do, you know what you can do, and then you can wrap everything in and really make a, a smart decision for your investment moving forward. So that's a wrap. What do you do with your property that you were just gifted? That is up to you, but at least you have a little bit of insight of what you can and can't do. So we're officially going to break it down. Thank you for another episode of The Lighter Side. Real estate, investing, and entrepreneurship with myself, Tyler Winder, and the gorgeous... Gorgeous, 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 Audrey. Thank you again for another episode. Audrey, good work today. Send a few words and let's send them off. <laughs>